Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Catch it in from the corner. Wolf and Luke. Brings the boom. And catching bodies on his way to the rack. Suns, game day with K-Ray. I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready for whatever. All right, hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. It is uh, time to talk some actual basketball. Feels like the Suns had a second All-Star break, Wolf. Nice. Maybe K-Ray went back to Barbados. He's joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. It is Kevin Ray. Kay, what's going on, man? Uh, yeah, just landed, as a matter of fact. So uh, happy we could connect, guys. <laughs> Kay, can you actually tell us where you did go over All-Star break? Can you, can you actually tell us that Because oh, then Wolf will show up, so just be aware. Like, next All-Star break, Wolf will be there. Uh, it was, you know, it, it started with a B. It could have been Bora Bora. It could have been Valley. It could have been, been Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> it could have been Baltimore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, Kay. We um, we just saw the Suns play the Rockets actually last week, and we're going to see him play them again on uh, Saturday. Now, one thing that was very clearly missing in the game on Friday was Yusuf Nurkic, and he reminded everybody of that by his performance on Sunday against the Lakers. So let's just start with Nurk. From the start of the season to now, how much have you seen him grow in his role with the Suns? I mean, look, if, if we, we get so hung up on the big three and what they, you know, mean, what they bring to the table and, you know, it, it can't and should never be discounted. But that being said, if you want to look at the, the, the two, the two glue guys, the two under the radar MVPs, it's. Yusuf Nurkic and Grayson Allen. You know, we've talked, to, uh, you know, a lot about Grayson and, you know, number one in the league in three-point shooting. But we saw in, in one of the games last week when Nurk was out, and that's certainly being, you know, the, the biggest, uh, that Houston game. It's, it's not just his rebounding. What, what you miss with Nurk with this Suns offense is the facilitator in the high post. Yeah. When, when when Nurk is not on the floor, and certainly when he's not on the floor for an entire game, you see kind of the the step back in some ways that the Suns' offense takes because you're missing his playmaking ability. And I don't think anybody would have imagined saying that at the beginning of the season, but he has been absolutely outstanding. He he is. I mean, he is a great teammate. His teammates love him, uh, and vice versa. Uh, but but I think we are really seeing Nurk get utilized, you know, the best possible ways to enhance his skill set. And uh, yeah, you just you cannot say enough about what he brings to the table on the floor. And then yeah, then you throw in his ability to go out and have monster rebounding games and just completely set the tone underneath. And there's no denying they, they, they missed that last week, especially in that third quarter when the Suns just got completely abused on the glass. Yeah, on that note right there, Kay, do you think Big Nurk, of course, and Sangoon, the center for the Rockets, do you think that could be a matchup tonight to keep your eye on? Well, that one, the, but the, the, the guy you got to get a body on is uh, Jabari Smith. I mean, he's, he's the one that killed them last week. You know, second year, you know, power forward. And Shingoon was in many in many ways uh, for about two and a half quarters. Uh, you know he was rendered ineffective because of foul trouble. But it was Jabari Smith, especially in that third quarter, 
who just went absolutely berserk. And if he wasn't getting his hands on a rebound, he was creating, you know, back tap and loose ball situations for his teammates to recover. So between offensive rebounding and second chance points, Jabari Smith was was the guy who was the big problem last week for uh, for the Suns in that meeting. We're talking to Kevin Ray, K, uh, Royce O'Neal. Not not that we're expecting twenty points and nine boards and six threes every time he plays in thirty seven minutes, but he, it's been remarkable how quickly he has looked like he's been on this team for a long time. It's safe to say that he's going to be pretty reliable now here going forward. Yeah, and look, you know when when the Suns made the deal for him, I, I was so excited because. If you've, if you've really watched Royce throughout his career, he's always a guy, um, and just in talking to other people around the league, he's a guy who understands what his strengths and weaknesses are. And you can see why virtually everywhere he's been, it's been an easy fit because he knows who he is, and he, he doesn't try to be or do more than that. And I think that's, you know, that's why Kevin, Kevin Durant, you know, a guy like him loves having a Royce O'Neal. Same thing for a Devin Booker. These high basketball IQ guys know what Royce brings to the table because he's got an extremely high basketball IQ as well. And so you get a game like that the other day against the Lakers, and, you know, you, 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 your mind can't help but wander into the postseason. And that's why you go out and you pull the trigger for for guys like Royce O'Neal because there's no moment that is going to be too big for him. He understood the Suns were shorthanded the other day, so he was going to have shots available to him. Well, what does he do? He doesn't shy away from it. He, he takes them, and that's what they're going to need to continue to do. He and Grayson and the other guys, you know, in those games and situations when the Suns aren't at full strength, because now it creates that much more of a problem for the defense. You can't, you know, you can't step away and try to double off of Royce O'Neal because he'll make you pay for it. Speaking of defense, Kay, the Houston Rockets, they're they're a scrappy bunch on the defensive end of the floor, aren't they? they? They really are. And look, they they have taken on the personality of their coach, Emi Yudoka. Um, and, and it's a team that, you know, they got off to a hot start. And it wasn't just, you know, their explosiveness offensively. But they were one of the highest defensive rated teams in the league. And they have been especially stingy at home. Um, they they scramble all over the floor. And that's, what, you know, that's where they gave the Suns fits uh, the other day in, in Houston. The Suns just could not, you know, kind of counter – and find a way to to really exploit the scrambling defensively. You know, you can do that when you're young. And so that's why I'm hopeful the Suns can be, you know, close to full strength here tonight because then you really put Houston in a bad way and you make them determine, okay, are you going to continue to to scramble and, and double, you know, on the ball? And if so... The Suns then have to make the right decision. But, yeah, it, it's a team, you know, a young team, a little bit like in Oklahoma City the last couple of years. They're just going to keep coming at you. And it doesn't matter, like the Suns, you know, found out, it doesn't matter if you've got a 16-point lead early. They are going to keep chipping away and keep coming at you. That's where you got to take care of the basketball and you got to rebound the ball. We're talking to uh, Kevin Ray. Kay, Bradley Beals officially listed as questionable with a left hamstring injury management. So that's uh, that's how the NBA is wording it. Um, 
when he comes back, whenever that is, do you think there's going to need to be sort of a reacclimation period for the whole team, or is it going to be as simple as he steps back in and they pick up where they were a couple weeks ago? Because now, now we're starting to to get up against it here. If we need a, a reacclimation period for everybody, yeah, I, I don't think so, Luke. Only because you know we were able to to see. You know, we we had said when when Brad first came back. You know, they need a 15 to 20 game body of work together without any hiccups, without any eruptions, interruptions. And for the most part, that's what we got. I think it was like 18, 19 games um, where the majority of those guys were on the floor together. And I think everybody has, you know, has has a real sense of what the strengths, weaknesses are, what makes them go. You know, we we have seen and we've discussed here, you know, the value of brad being on the ball you know that was the move that that frank made after three or four games when bradley came back to put brad more on the ball take book off the ball and really utilize his strength and you know when we talk about the turnovers of the suns i think it's a part of the game that the fans have kind of overlooked because of his ability to score the ball and get downhill but beal has done a great job at setting the table and taking care of the rock and helping minimize the turnover so that's the other big key there but no i i don't think there will be any kind of you know adjustment period or feeling out period again uh when he sets back on the floor hopefully it's tonight if not tonight then on saturday okay thanks hey, so thank much for the you, time buddy. buddy you got it boys have All a great right, one man. thank you, you. Kay.